0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark Podcast. My name is Cortland, and today we're continuing reading through the tale of the nightly neighbors. We're going to be doing chapters 8 and 9 today. I might change up the Brawn voices because, honestly, I don't remember what I did for the last episode. So, um, yeah. Consistency is not my strong suit anyway, so (laughs) let's get into this, all right? Mr. and Mrs. Braun were sitting on the living room sofa with Lex between them. And Miss Toll had made a pot of coffee. Oh good, it's not tea. Which the adults were enjoying. Lex had been offered a soda, but his mother had politely refused for him. Damn. Day watched them from, from the hallway. He couldn't bring himself to sit in the same room. The bronze were just too weird. The kid never blinked, and the parents moved like robots. Dayday shuddered.
1: Maybe I am watching too many horror films,
0: he thought. "'I'm sorry my husband isn't here to meet you,' said Miss Toll. "'He often works late.'" "'We know what that is like, eh?' Mr. Brown replied, smiling at his wife. "'We both work late evenings. It has been hard on poor Lex." "'Yes,' Miss Braun confirmed. "'He has not been well since we moved here. That's, "'That is why we have not enrolled him in school.'" "'Oh!' I'm sorry to hear that, Miss Toll said kindly. <laughs> what kind of work do you do? The Browns glanced at each other for a second. Then Mrs. Brown answered in her deep accent. We have been studying your emergency health care services. Paramedics, I believe you call it. Yes, Mr. Brown continued. We ride in ambulances to study different techniques that we could bring back to our country. It is fascinating work, Miss Braun added, although sometimes a bit bloody. Dayday's eyes bulged. Bloody, he whispered. Mr. Braun placed his coffee cup on the table and said pleasantly, You have been very gracious, Miss Toll, but we only came to introduce ourselves. I am disappointed we did not meet your husband and daughter tonight. We really must get Lex back home now. The three visitors stood and started to move towards the front door. I'm glad we finally met, said Mrs. Toll. Please drop by
1: any time.
0: Thinking fast, Day-Day ran into the room to stop them. Emma was still in the bronze basement, and he didn't want them to go home so soon. No! Day-Day st- d- said Day-Day.
1: I mean, don't leave yet. You just got here.
0: I am afraid Lex needs to rest, said Miss Braun. But, Day-Day replied, really in a panic now.
1: We could play video games. Uh, it'll be great. Right, Lex?
0: Day looked at Lex. Hopefully, the young brawn didn't reply. He just gazed at Day Day with a glossy stare.
1: Well, m- maybe not,
0: Day said uneasily. He thought to himself,
1: the kid doesn't look like he's going to stay awake much longer, let alone play a video game. What a psycho.
0: Yeah, that's why the kid's a psycho. It's getting late, David, said Miss Toll. Do not worry, David, Mr. Braun assured him. Now that we've been invited, I promise we will be back. Perhaps tomorrow night your father and sister will be home. We are looking forward to meeting them as well. This last comment made Dede wince win, and Swallow Hard. They might come back. Emma told him never to, never to invite a vampire into the house. If these people really were vampires, Dede and his family were a big trouble. Until tomorrow, then, Miss Toll called to the bronze as they made their way through the front door. She closed the door behind them and turned to Day day What lovely people, she said. But David, why were you acting so
1: strangely?
0: David thought quickly and replied,
1: Oh, no reason. It's just, well, that lex kid was weird. I think it's important that we
0: make new people in town feel welcome, his mother scolded him. Try to make
1: an effort tomorrow night, okay? Yeah, okay,
0: Daddy said reluctantly. He wanted to tell his mother about Emma's vampire theory, but it still seemed so wacko. Emma, Daddy had almost forgotten.
1: Uh oh, she's still in the broads basement.
0: Oh my god. Emma spun the dial around to the right, and finally it clicked open. Yes, she exclaimed. Now she could see what was in the refrigerator. Creak! She heard a sudden squeaking as if a door were opening, and it came from right behind her. Oh no, she thought in a panic. The bronze home! Slowly, she reached for the flashlight. Her hand closed around it in a tight grip. She could use it as a weapon, or at the very least, blind the intruder with the light. She took a deep breath and spun around, flashing the light. Ah! Someone shouted. Yah Emma screamed. The flashlight beam shone on her visitor, revealing Day Day, squinting his eyes from the light. He had just snuck in through the same window Emma had come through earlier off doofus he shouted with a strained whisper emma ran to him and quickly covered his mouth what are you doing here she demanded you were supposed to watch out for the bronze.
1: i am i mean i was they're out front talking with the old grump next door but they were over at our house before and they're coming home now come on
0: he started for the window but emma grabbed him by the shirt and stopped him wait i've got to see the something first she went back towards the refrigerator, dayday followed and looked down on the un- uncovered one. No coffins, Daday asked hopefully. No replied Emma, but they've got these refrigerators locked, and I want to see why. Emma removed the lock from the latch and slowly lifted the lid. Billows of freezing vapor escaped, and for a second she couldn't see what was inside. Let's just go, Day suggested nervously. He glanced over his shoulder, but all he saw was the shadowy cellar. As the cold vapors cleared, Emma peered in and saw an amazing sight. Stacked up, row upon row, were hundreds of pint-sized bottles filled with a reddish liquid. She took one out and held it up to the flashlight. "'Blood!' she exclaimed, nearly dropping the glass bottle. "'No way!' Dede stated in disbelief. "'Then what do you think it is, brainchild?'
1: "'I don't know,'
0: Dede said, eyeing the red frozen liquid.
1: "'Maybe tomato sauce?'
0: First of all, Day-Day, they're not Italian. They're Ukrainian. Wow. Damn, I have tomato sauce in my freezer. And secondly, suddenly they heard the sound of a door closing above them and footsteps crossing the floor. Emma quickly put the bottle back in the refrigerator. Quick, help me, she whispered. The two kids grabbed the bright blanket and hastily threw it over the, top of their, over the top of the refrigerator. Emma grabbed her flashlight and ran for the basement window with Day-Day at her heels. They hoisted themselves up on the workbench, silently lifted the window, and climbed to safety. Emma breathed a sigh of relief as they reached the back door of their house and quietly slipped inside. Fortunately, Miss Toll was not in the kitchen, and they were able to sneak up to Emma's room without being noticed. As soon as her door was closed, Emma began pacing around the room. Each time she reached the window, she peeked out to check the house across the street. It was dark and dreary as usual, but she half expected the bronze to burst out any second to come after her, Day sat silently and watched her. All right, she said finally, and standing over him as he sat on her bed. What happened? What did they say? And don't leave anything out. Dede's eyes were huge as he looked up at his sister. His voice started to shake as he replied uh,
1: uh, uh, I don't I don't remember everything. All I keep thinking about uh, was how you said not to invite them in and then and, and, and they were right there um, in the living room. "'Mom even invited them back tomorrow night!' "'But what are they like?
0: "'Did they talk about why they're here? "'Why they came from Europe? "'Didn't you learn anything about them?' "'She pressed.
1: "'I just remember they work at night,'
0: Dada replied a little calmer.
1: "'And the kid, uh, Lex, he didn't talk at all. "'He looked sick or something.'
0: "'Emma thought about that for a minute. "'She almost felt sorry for the sickly little kid.' and wondered what it would be like living with such strange parents.
1: "'Reality check!'
0: Dede said, hopefully, breaking into her thoughts. "'There
1: were no coffins in the cellar. That means they aren't vampires, right?'
0: "'They had bottles of blood,' Emma shot back. "'They're vampires, all right, and you invited them in!'
1: "'Did not!'
0: Dede said defensively. "'Mom did!' "'It doesn't matter who did it. I think they found their next victims.' "'Who? Us?' he asked fearfully. Yes, us. They said they're coming back. We have a date with vampires tomorrow night. Oh, man. Chapter 9. Emma spent the whole next day thinking about a plan to stop the bronze. She had to get them before they got her or her family. She could barely concentrate on her schoolwork and hardly noticed that her classes were nearly half empty. They even had a substitute teacher. Miss Citrin had called in sick. Finally, somebody takes a fucking sick day. But she didn't notice... That half of her class was empty? What the fuck? <sighs> After school, she barged into Dede's bedroom, carrying two heavy backpacks. She tossed one to her brother, uh, who was stretched out on his bed. Here, put this on, she ordered.
1: What's in it?
0: He asked, without picking up the pack. Wooden stakes, sharp ones. <sighs> we have to find the coffins that drive the spikes through their hearts. Dede looked at his sister in horror. Sitting up and shaking his head, he said...
1: You gotta be kidding me. No way. Why don't we tell mom and dad and let them do something?
0: Because they won't believe us. And by the time we convince them, it'll be too late. Emma said forcefully. If we don't stop the bronze today, while they're still light, they're gonna come for us tonight. She handed him a cross made from twigs, which hung from the long string. As she hung one around her own neck, she ordered, Let's go, and turned to leave the room. daddy stood up, but hung back for a few seconds. Wait, he said.
1: I'm not too sure about this plan, Em.
0: Do you have a better one? She shot back. Day swallowed hard, realizing that he didn't have any other solution to, to the brawn problem. He picked up the backpack and followed his sister. The two kids left through their back door, being careful not to be spotted. They made their way up the street. Oh my gosh, this is going quick. Up the street, on their side to the bronze, so the brawns wouldn't see them cross the street. Then they crossed to the corner and headed back towards the brawns. They looked around to make sure no one saw them, and lowered, then lowered themselves in through the bronze basement window. Emma in the lead. Okay, so guys, at this point, we're like at the end of the episode, and there's still like a lot of stuff left in this book. This is awesome. When they were both seated in the basement workbench, they paused to catch their breath. Now what? Daddy asked. I think I know where the coffins are, Emma said somberly. Look. She aimed her flashlight towards the opposite wall, and in the dim beam, Day-Day could see the line of a large metal door built into the wall. He hadn't noticed it the last time he'd he'd been in the cellar. I think I'm gonna puke, Day-Day said. He heard the blood rushing in his head, and his breathing became fast and shallow. Come on, Emma said as she jumped off the workbench and approached the vault. But Day-Day hung back. It's locked, he commented. Sure enough, a combination padlock was on the vault door. Day was relieved. Now they'd have to go home. Don't worry, Emma told him. It's a cheap one, like on the refrigerators. I can open it. Emma handed the flashlight to Dede, whose heart had begun to race again, and indicated that he should shine the beam on the lock. She immediately started turning the dial, but Dede's hands were shaking so bad he couldn't keep the light steady. Hold still, Emma ordered. But I'm scared, Em Me too, she said impatiently. But get a grip. They were both completely focused on the task at hand. Daddy kept fidgeting nervously, and Emma kept scolding him to hold stills so that she could see what she was doing. She was having more trouble with the lock than she had expected.
1: If they're in there, I wonder how
0: they got it locked from the outside, Emma said.
1: I don't want to know,
0: Daddy replied. Finally, with one last spin of the dial, Emma clicked, it, clicked the lock open. Got it, she said excitedly. Suddenly, the basement light was on, startling them both. Emma and day turned towards the stairway and froze. The door at the top of the stairs was slowly opening. Someone was coming! In a panic, Emma grabbed day arm and dragged him behind the closest refrigerator. The two kids held their breath and closed their eyes tightly as whoever had come into the basement reached the bottom step. All sorts of thoughts raced through Emma's mind. She still hadn't confirmed that the Bronze were vampires, but she was convinced that she had to be right. And if the vampires were in the coffins... Then who could be coming down the stairs? Did someone see us sneaking in here? Whoever had come into the basement wasn't moving. Emma pictured a policeman, or maybe even a burglar, standing at the bottom of the stairs, listening, and looking around for her and Dayday. Her heart was beating so loudly she was certain it could be heard a mile away. The last thing she needed was to get caught before she had her answers to the bronze mystery. Then Emma looked up and realized to her horror that she had left the lock on the vault unlocked. If the intruder saw that, he or she would know for sure that someone was in the basement and would definitely find them. Emma closed her eyes, hoping against hope that the open lock wouldn't be noticed. Okay, alright, this is a little different. The unknown person started to walk across the basement. In a few seconds, the person would be right in front of the vault and she and day would be caught. But then, meep, meep. a car horn tooted outside. It sounded like it came from the bronze driveway. Emma held her breath, squeezed her eyes shut, even more tightly, and crossed her fingers. Finally, the intruder began walking back towards the stairs and started up. Then the door at the top closed, and as Emma opened her eyes, the basement light went out. Relieved, Emma let out a huge breath and collapsed against Dede. He was scrunched in a ball, his eyes squeezed tightly shut, and his fingers and his ears. (laughs) Emma nudged him and said,
1: Come on, let's bolt!
0: Dede didn't move, so she grabbed him by the arm and pulled him up to his feet. He finally opened his eyes, staring at his sister in horror.
1: Who was that?
0: He asked, his voice shaking. I don't know, but whoever it was is gone. Let's get out of here before they come back. She first jammed a lock shut, then grabbed her flashlight and backpack and quickly ran for the basement window. Dade was right behind her. They climbed up on the workbench and pushed themselves out to the safety of the afternoon sun. Just as they both stood up, Emma heard a door slam at the side of the bronze garage they both froze, fearing they would be caught after all. Emma's mind raced. What will we do? Run? Hide? No time! Thinking fast, she grabbed Day-Day by the arm and spun him around to face the garage, trying to pretend they had just arrived from the street. A moment later, Mr. and Mrs. Braun appeared from the corner of the house and walked towards them. Mr. Braun was carrying a large ice chest that looked very heavy. They were both dressed in black as usual, except this time they were wearing black gloves, too. Daddy looked at Emma and whispered out of the corner of his mouth,
1: I thought they couldn't go out in the sun.
0: They can't, Emma whispered back. By then the Browns were standing directly in front of them. Hello, children, Miss Brown said pleasantly in her heavy European accent. Emma grabbed the cross hanging around her neck and held it out in front of, in front of her defensively. Ah, Miss Brown said knowingly, you must be David's sister, Emma. They say Day Day in the, in the show, what the hell? Emma let go of the cross and sheepishly, sheepishly nodded. Yes. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Miss Braun said. The two adults then turned away from the children and walked towards the back, back door to their house. Mr. Braun was still carrying the ice chest, and day noticed a large red cross on the side. What's that? he asked. Braun ter- Mr. Braun turned towards day and looked him in the eye. It is blood. They have a surplus at the hospital, and we have been storing extra units here. Miss Braun stood next to her husband. David, she said, Lex is still not feeling well. We thought having a friend might help him. Would it be all right if he came over to play video games with you tonight?
1: Um, yeah, sure,
0: day answered. Wonderful, Miss Braun replied.
1: Perhaps we will see you later
0: also. The two Browns then turned and walked inside. Emma and day just stood there, not knowing what to do next. Finally, day turned to Emma. He had a big grin on his face. That's right. I remember now. They work in a hospital. That's why they have blood, he told her. And how was I supposed to know that? Emma responded. Her face was flushed red with embarrassment. day was enjoying Emma's discomfort, still grinning. He teased.
1: We have a day with vampires. Yeah, right, Emma. I'm so, oh, whoa, oh, scared.
0: Enough already, Emma shot back. You can't tell me you weren't scared too. Day Day wasn't about to give up. He was on a roll.
1: I'm never gonna let you forget this,
0: he told her. Give me a break, Emma shouted. She turned and stomped away from her mother- from her brother. Day Day hurried ahead of her and hid behind a tree in front of the house. He jumped out when she got near, saying,
1: "I want to suck your blood," in a, oh, I want to suck your blood in
0: a Transylvania accent. I can't do that, though. And looming over her, Emma didn't even look at him. It, we're not done yet, though, guys. In the basement, Mr. and Mister, Bra- Mister and Mrs. Braun were carefully transferring the bottles of blood from the icy chest to one of the large refrigerators. They were in here, weren't they? Mr. Braun said soberly. I'm afraid so, she replied. As Mr. Braun walked towards the vault in the basement wall, he commented, No matter. "'Tonight is the night,' he unlocked the lock and slowly swung the heavy metal door open. The door groaned and slid open with a loud creak. Inside, there was only one coffin, one very small coffin, a child-sized coffin. Miss Braun joined her husband at the vault. In a low voice, she crooned, "'Wake up, master. The sun is going down,' Mr. Braun added. "'You will feel better soon, master.' You have been invited in by the new victims. Slowly, the lid on the small black coffin began to open. Inside, Lex was resting peacefully. You are right in coming to this country, Miss Braun told him. There is so much more fresh blood here. Mr. Braun's eyes gleamed as he said, And no one believes a little boy can be a
1: vampire.
0: With that, Lex's eyes sprang open. They were bloodshot and glassy. He smiled an evil smile, revealing very small but very sharp vampire fangs. Holy shit, you guys. So, if you haven't seen the tale of the Nightly Neighbors, this is where the episode ends. And there's still nine chapters left in this book. We get more Nightly Neighbors! Oh, I'm so excited, you guys. But for now, I'm going to end it here on this horrible cliffhanger. And next week, we're going to go with chapter uh, 10 and 11. So we get into new shit, you guys. Oh, man. So excited. But for now, I'm pretty tired. I've been up all night. I'm going to go to sleep. And I really look forward to reading some more of this for you guys. This is incredible. Bye, you guys.